0: In the air, and everybody's doing their thing, and we're doing our thing right here on the edge. Brains the location, the place, the spot is hot, where the conversation is pointed, and the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Today is no different than any other day. We've got Janet Wesawati, all the way from Canada. You know, she is a student of Jack Canfield, so you know that she knows her stuff. Okay, there's a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of manifestation that goes into that mindset mastery. She's also the author of an amazing book. We're gonna talk about that. And we are gonna talk about her being a former radio host. What did that look like back in the day? I don't know if it was when you would turn the dials or what it was, but radio is not what it is uh, what it was once. So let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Janet?
1: I'm good, I'm good. And uh, as for, uh, I was, it was an internet radio host. I had a producer and all that. And I had so much fun doing it. Well, you know, there's a
0: lot of shakeup. I just looked at the, uh, the news and on the internet this morning. And a lot of these newscasters are getting the can. It used to be where they would report the news. I was telling that to Mr. Magnificent. Now it's all this snarkiness. You're calling people names. You're telling lies. You are manipulating. You're you're sensationalizing. That's not the day of you and I. You know, we're women of particular age. You know, we had the Barbara Walters and the Walter Cronkites and the original Oprah. You know, people that would really come and give commentary. What was your show about?
1: My show, I, I called it Worldly Connections, which is now my business name, because you know what? I was curious. I'm always curious. Mm-hmm. And I'd see somebody or read something and think, I want them on my show. And mm-hmm. so I had people from all over the world. I had a girl I trained with uh, from Abu Dhabi. No, she was in uh, Dubai and she was on my show I talked to a psych. I uh, read an article by this psychologist. Uh, he wrote a, a thing called "Letter to My Daughter." So I sent him a message. I says, "Hey, can I have you on my show? I love your," and so he came. I met somebody that did crypto cryptocurrency. I'd never heard of cryptocurrency. I says, okay. "You want to come on my show?" You know what? It, it's curiosity. We're all curious, I think, right? And and I think that as long as we keep that curiosity and there's no choosing one topic. I, I am, like somebody asked me what time, one time, if I opened your brain, what would I find? And I'd said fireworks because each idea is a different color. Wow,
0: absolutely. That's brilliant. That's beautiful. <laughs> and you know, that, that's the same thing that Einstein says, you know, without imagination, you know, and it only is sparked by curiosity and asking the questions. Scientists today still ask the questions. Mm -hmm. And we need to be open to whatever that answer leads us to. But again, there's, you know, manipulation and all that kind of other crazy stuff. So tell people, uh, how do you show up in the world? Well, um, besides being curious.
1: (laughs) Do you know what I love? Uh, I was uh, in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police as an emergency dispatcher uh, and a spouse of an officer for... 40 years and so it's uh always asking questions again being curious but also serving just being there because we all are somebody for somebody and we don't know where we'll show up or who we're going to meet and it's just to be right to show up and to be of service wherever we can and I'm lost sometimes most of the time, like some people. And it's like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? What am I doing? But you know what? Every day to show up, wake up and think, how can I serve? Like, what can I do today that will help somebody, whether it's buying them a coffee in the, you know, in the line behind me at Tim Hortons. We, and well,
0: you know what? Yes, I do. Brains, if you don't know, that's Canada's uh, Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme, <laughs> okay? is <They're laughs> that the best donuts and hot chocolate on the planet. Yes, they do.
1: Yeah, so you know, it's just uh, wherever I can show up and be somebody for somebody.
0: Well, you are somebody and you are somebody for, I'm sure, thousands and thousands of people as a dispatcher. Um, I have family that's in law enforcement, and that is a tough job. You need to be clear. You need to be patient. You need to be able to deliver information. You need to be a good orator, communicator, because not only are you taking the call from the individual on the other line, but you are sending the peace officer there. Here in the United States, we uh, have a bad reputation for our police officers turning against the citizens and firing and killing them. Let me ask you, um, I'm not sure, in Canada do, are you allowed to own weapons as uh, individual citizens?
1: We're not as open as the United States. Now, I don't know all the laws, but the majority of people uh, uh, that I know don't own uh, firearms. We don't Mm -hmm. carry uh, firearms. uh, Like, and I'll equate myself to, like Texas. I know uh, oh, God. I know police officers and, and different people throughout the states that we were in contact with because my husband was a Blue Knight, which was a law enforcement motorcycle club. And the, the Americans, they always carry guns no matter what on duty yeah, or off. In
0: Texas, in, in Texas they have open carry. And what that means is you can have a gun right there on your dashboard in your car. And I just don't get it. I was looking at statistics. There's about 100,000 more guns than there are citizens uh the police officers do carry weapons though correct
1: definitely they do and uh they you know uh probably not as well as some of the criminals uh their equipment but i'll tell you right now that it's not a gun that kills it's the people that carry it and their attitude and more often all the regulations that you can have in the world isn't going to stop somebody from stealing a weapon or acquiring a weapon if they want one.
0: And you know what? My thing is, I've got, I got the complete answer to gun control. Stop making bullets. Mm -hmm. Supply and demand. Um, Mm -hmm. I own a weapon, but it is, you know, safe. I go to the range. I would hate to have to use that. I don't know if I could live with myself even in a defense situation. Mm -hmm. So when you are on the other end of the dispatch phone, what goes through your mind? Because there's a lot of personal um, emotion that sometimes you have to, well, a lot of times you have to extract that because you've got to give clear instructions. But do you take that home with you? Have have you ever had that where it's embedded in your psyche, where it's, it's just really been rough to get over a day's work?
1: Yes, and um, a lot of it is subconscious, like you don't realize it. Um, when we take an emergency call, we, we can't be involved in that call, so we can push a lot of it down, and um, I joined the force in 1982, and in 2003, I was diagnosed with PTSD, and the what was coming up and I had a dark night anybody that has had a trauma has a dark night and it's different for everybody you can't say oh well I've been there well you have been there but not you know somebody will say oh it's not as bad as you no if it's you it's you it's yours own it and uh you know unfortunately I was aware enough to know I needed help and I got help but the things that came up were things from the 80s, from the 90s. Oh, wow. Because, because, you know what? Do our job if we're sympathizing with that person. And people, when they call, they think we're cold-hearted. The thing is, is if I cry with you, I'm not getting you help. Right. And so what we do is push that down. And after a while, you don't even know that. So when I went through my that time, I didn't know. I was not aware that I wasn't laughing anymore, that I wasn't having fun anymore. And it took a different trauma to, to set me on that path of healing. So you know what? Um, I'm here for all of the... Uh, anything I do is with that awareness that... We've all been there. We've all had that. And let's move forward from it. And we all need help moving forward. We can't do it alone. Honestly, well, I, I could never have done it alone.
0: I see your mantra on the uh, on the wall behind you. Love is the goal. Life is the journey. And that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And it starts with self-love and self-awareness. And you realize that. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, uh, I have this thing that I would really love to put put forth in legislation to only give police officers 10 hours i mean 10 years in the field then take them out let them rotate there's a lot on there You, when you call the peace officer there's a problem you're not calling them over for tim horton donuts and uh coffee <laughs> it's always something but there is a lot of good That is done as well. We don't always want to talk about doom and gloom. I mean, you know, again, these people sacrifice their life. They put their life on their line to protect others. They go into harm's way. They do great things for the community. Some children see the the police officer and their whole life, they want to be of service. So thank you and your spouse for all that you've done. But you said, you know what? I want more. So you joined uh, a group. And you started taking classes with Jack Canfield. Tell me how that all came about.
1: Well, it was after uh, I had gone through that period of time and I sought help. And, and uh, the psychologist I had was amazing. She was wonderful. And I found that after working with her, I really needed to keep moving forward. Because there's a gap there. Like When we get rid of something in our life, we get rid of a pain. We've lived with that for so long. So who are we after that?
0: Right.
1: We're not that same person. but It's like anything else. When something's empty, when there's a void, something has to fill it. And so I didn't want to go back to that dark place. And lots of people do go back to that dark place because there's that's all they know. That's their comfort spot. And so I started just taking courses like, you know, personal development and stuff. And one day this thing came on, and this is dial up way back in the day and uh, this ad for Jack Canfield going to do a one day event in uh, Seattle and I have a cousin in Seattle so I said to my husband I'm going to go visit my cousin and I'm going to go to Jack Canfield's one day event that was 2010 and that was the start of this journey working with Jack and doing other training just because Jack gives so much hope we had uh, in one of our trainings uh, I attend, I think it was 2012 at his breakthrough to success. It was the last one that he did was 10 days. And on day six, there was a man, there's about three, 400 people. There was a man standing on the chair in the back of the room and yelling Jack. He wanted to talk to Jack and Jack just said, what? And he says, I want to tell you, I can't be here tomorrow, but I was in desert storm and today you, this week has helped me more than anything else Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. so he teaches us to go to look at everything his book the the success principles going from where you are to where you want to be all those principles just give you that little bit of a a thinking and an edge and practice them and that just helps you move forward because it fills that void with something positive right moving forward so um i'll be forever grateful because it started me on quite the journey and i've done more and more training it's just in my genes now i
0: think yeah i know what it is about filling a void i know when my mother passed away i would wake up that first week and i didn't know what to do i was on a time schedule get up you know make sure she was okay got her dressed, got her breakfast, gave her medication, gave her some exercise, gave her lunch, you know, da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then when she passed, I got up and I was, for that week, I was that mechanical animal. I kept doing the same thing, but there was no one there to serve. So what I had to do was reframe it. You know, I had to say, okay, what am I going to fill this void with? And that's where I really heightened my sense of awareness And I gave myself more love. Oh, okay. Instead of feeding her, I'm going to feed me. Instead of, you know, getting her medication, I'm going to go do some exercise. So I don't need medication, you know? So it's different things that you put in place, but it all starts with being conscious. A lot of times um, in courses, they teach you mindset but I'm doing some work with some individuals that it's beyond that. It's about being conscious. It's about being aware. It's about being in the moment, being present, being grateful. You know, you can't take things for granted, not the next breath. It is not promised to you. What are some things that you're grateful for?
1: Oh, do you know what? I I am so grateful to my husband because it, um, he was always, always supportive. I I met him. We were, married just before my 19th birthday I'd known him 6 months and we're we'll be celebrating our 51 anniversary this year and but he's no matter what crazy idea I come up with he he supports it and and he'll say you're crazy but okay mm-hmm. uh when I wrote this book uh, the year the world paused i'm so challenged with technology and I lose things in fact today I lost all my emails so I don't know what I did with them but he, uh, I sent everything as my authors would send in their stories and that I'd send them to him. He's got all my files, And uh, but he's always, always been there. And I, I'm not saying that 100% uh, perfect in any way, marriages go up and down, but you support each other. And that's where we've been. And uh, reframing what you said about you had to reframe we all need to look at reframing because reframing changes everything. And uh, you talk, uh, you know, I, I, when you say about when your mom went and reframing how you did, do you know what, we all need a mission. And when our mission is incomplete or when it's gone, and that's why our military, our police officers, our first responders, and all of us in, at caregivers and that we've had a mission. And when our mission is gone or done, if we don't find another mission, so many of us are lost.
0: Right. You know, and that is why journaling is so important. That is why you conscious of your surroundings. Who else might need your help? How can it get any better than this? What else is possible? Being curious, asking the question. You know, life is a journey. It is. It totally. is not a matter of fact. This is what's going to happen. You know, we can put that into place, but somebody can throw a monkey wrench, or like can throw a monkey wrench, and then you've got to deal with the hand that you were dealt.
1: So you did and that. And you can change that. You can change that. Okay, uh, why did this happen? Like what is what is the next step? Like what am uh, I supposed to
0: be learning?
1: Right. And like it was a uh serious car accident i was in prior to me being diagnosed but i look back at that car accident it literally saved my life there were three things that happened that they found uh were wrong with me or or uh that could have been life-threatening if it hadn't been found so when we look at it which direction uh when i had that dark night i said it was like god giving me a 2.4 he gave me like uh Little taps, it's time to change something. And I didn't. So he gave me a two by four and made me sit hmm. in my, you know what, until I got it. So, you know, when we can look at things, yeah, you know what? Give yourself a timeout, Give yourself time to grieve. We all have to grieve. Whatever goes out of our life, it's a grief. I don't care whether you change jobs, whether you come back from, from military service, no matter what. There's a grieving period for everything
0: Absolutely. that you were part of. Absolutely. And you know what? Grieving is a lesson. You are supposed to sit with it. You have to marinate in it, as I say, like a good filet mignon, you know, uh, because it's tough. And so you have to go, you have to sit through it, you have to learn the lesson or you're going to repeat it. You're going to repeat it and it may not work out in your favor. Or, as I've shared many times, my mentor, I've gotten in a situation to where I said, damn it. Here I go again. And she goes, you know what? A couple things have happened here, April. You didn't learn the lesson the first time, or you didn't apply the lesson, or you've already set an expectation. You don't know what's going to happen. So if you go back and revisit those three things, you're going to have a different outcome. And by golly, I had a different outcome. And it was much better. Talk about the book. Tell me a little bit about the book. Show my brains the book and what's inside of it and what was the inspiration?
1: Oh, do you know what? This book wanted to be written. Wait a minute, where's
0: mine at? You sent me one. Janet, look, I have my copy. The Year the World paused: Stories of Inspiration and Transformation. She sent me this brains and I have not had a chance to go through it, but I am going to be broadcasting live. From on the Royal Caribbean and you best believe that this is going to be in my uh, my book bag, because I always love a good read just to sit there and maybe get transformed share with my brains what's inside the pages of this amazing manuscript. Do you know what the
1: book um, in November 2020. Um, I was thinking, we are hearing all kinds of stories about people and COVID and what they went through and that. And my life was totally different in 2020 than a lot, a lot of what I was hearing. I was contracted uh, with the RCMP and Royal Canadian Mounted Police up in the Arctic, in the eastern Arctic of Nineveh, uh in Akeliwit. And so I traveled between there and the Yukon and did relief, relief dispatching. And so in November 2020, I was in Whitehorse in the Yukon, and I woke up with this title in my head, the year the world paused. And I thought, yeah, the world paused. 2020, the world really paused. And I think the world needed to pause. I think that we needed a good shakeup to say, like, let's a lot of things and stuff. And as long as, you know, as we talk, there's tragedy in anything in, and in transforming and stuff. There's loss and there's growth, and so uh, I was in a group, a virtual group, and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna gonna put this book together. Who wants to be in it? And I want to know where you were when all of this started to happen with COVID, where what you went through, and how you came out the other end. Like, what was your growth in it? And so, the long story short, I was uh, 19 other authors uh, than myself, and uh, We write our stories. They're from all over the world. I have one from Ghana, uh, three in the UK. Uh, I have uh, one's in, uh, uh, she's in Alaska, and then the others are the rest of the United States and Canada. And we all share our stories. They're all different. They're all different. It's just what happened to us in 2020 and how our growth came. And I think that the biggest growth that came out of all of this is how we could still communicate virtually, how we built our community virtually. Yeah. And these women, uh, and there's, there's several men in the book as well, we would not have come together if, if ever met, probably, if COVID hadn't happened, or if we hadn't started doing more virtual work. And uh, so what I liked about it is the stories are all different. Um, I have my, my friend in Ghana, when she wrote her, said, I kept saying, I need your chapter. I need your chapter. And she said, oh, it's not very good. I said, just send it to me. Let me make the decision. <laughs> and uh, my husband and I are reading her chapter and we're laughing. And we sent back, I says, I love your chapter. I love how it starts. And, and so uh, Catherine Enman. So you have to make sure that uh, you read that, uh, that one. And, but they're all different. Uh, well, you know, and we're like all,
0: about it. and we're all different and we're all oh. individuals and learning to appreciate that, value that, respect that, have a conversation about that mm-hmm. is key. God didn't make all the flowers in the garden look the same. All the birds in the sky are not the same. Not every uh, pebble on the, uh, on the beach is the same. We are all unique. And so I commend you for taking that time to step back, relax, and bring people together to create a vision. And I'm sure through reading this, they were as much transformed as you were. This was, you know, you birthed the baby. You know, you were saying that you went to Jack Canfield and you were just telling me in the green room, uh, you went to one of the events and it was called Come As You, Come as you'll be. So I'm who you're going to sure be in right. five years. Yeah. That's amazing. I think I'm going to throw a party like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's really great because it helps you bring forth what your heart's desire is, what has been suppressed. It gives you options. It gives you choices. Thank you so much, Janet, for being here with me on the edge. You are an amazing gift to the world. Uh, Again, like I said, I can't thank you and your husband enough for your dedication and your service to others. And also uh, being conscious and being aware of who you are and your needs and fulfilling those needs to make you feel better, flowing over into the world to make it a better place. Janet, you and your husband do something very fun. You're a house sitter.
1: are. Now that's the hookup. People say to me, says, wow, you've got a great, great retirement. And I say, we created this. We created what we wanted to do uh, when you've got a limited income and we love to travel. So now we uh, house it all over the world. Uh, Look, out! I I always say we live in beautiful homes all over the world and don't pay for them. But we meet the most amazing people. And I can do my workshops or anything online, right? That's the day and age of, of our, our technology now. So no matter
0: where I go. And you're, you know, you have come with great credentials because your husband and yourself have both been in law enforcement. So who better to keep in your house or watch your house for you is a house sitter. So tell me a couple of the, your most favorite places that you've been able to stay.
1: Oh, we just came back. Uh, we just house sat for a month in Scotland. Oh my And God. Uh, we absolutely loved it and made some friends and she's asked us to come back. We look after her little dog called Petra and we just enjoy it so much. Uh, last year, this time, last year we were in France. Uh, we looked after, we looked, we're on a horse farm. We looked after 22 horses, oh kids, my goodness. two goats, seven chickens, five barn cats, two house cats and a dog. And we met the most amazing people. And that's part of it. Like um, we don't want to be just tourists and go on tours and stuff. We want to be part of a community. You want to immerse
0: yourself, right?
1: Totally. And uh, we are totally blessed with the people we meet along the way.
0: So how do you get involved in that? Is there like a list? Do you, you know, is it like a, I don't know. Yeah. What, what we,
1: is- um, I'll send you a link actually to, we, we belong to two, two groups. Uh, we have profiles on them on uh, on the internet. Uh, one is housecarers.com and the other one is trustedhousesitters.com and uh, we have a profile up there and uh, we can go in we pay a fee for the profile and we can go in and look to see where we want to go. So we've housed that in Spain uh, and in France and, there, and and all over Canada and in several places in the United States as well. I love Denver. I love
0: Denver. You <laughs> uh, like Colorado? I, yes. The altitude and, makes me a little dizzy, but you know, I I like it too.
1: But then I I'm close to the mountains here, right? Absolutely, close
0: to the Rockies here. So, so what uh, are like, some of your responsibilities? what What do you do when you house it? Well, you we, clean, we look Of after course, it. you clean up after your own mess. Of course, but
1: their house looks better than mine. I'll I'll make sure their house is always better than mine. And uh, we look after the animals. And we have always loved animals. And we chose not to have them in retirement. But this gives us our fix. We can love other people's animals like we'd love our own. We look after their animals. We look after like anything in their house, like my husband, you know, will check where's their shutoffs and all that so that they don't have to worry about anything. We give them peace of mind when we look after their place and their pets.
0: Well, that's beautiful. That sounds like so much fun.
1: One of these days, I'll be down there and I'll come and I'll see come you. come on to
0: San Diego
1: because it's America's finest city. Hey, do you know what? I have so many friends in San Diego. Part of our, my uh, law enforcement and military friends are, are down there. So come on. we'll be coming down there. I'm hoping next year.
0: All right. Janet, you are such an amazing gift. How can we get a copy of the book and get in contact with you?
1: Well, the book is on Amazon. It's on ebook. It's in the library. Some libraries on hoopla, and it's uh, yeah, you can get it in audio, ebook, or paperback, Amazon. And I can you can reach me through Facebook, Janet Wizawati, or through LinkedIn. Just uh, I believe you've got a a uh, piece that I sent you about uh, my my book so that you Absolutely. can put it in your comments and stuff. So I, I you know what? I'm here for anybody. If you're anything, uh, here to help you move forward.
0: Well, you know what? And not stay stuck brains. That's not what we do here on the edge. We are progressive. Sometimes we have to stall. Sometimes we have to move back. Sometimes you got to move to the left. Sometimes you got to move to the right but don't stay stuck, okay? Thank you so much. Go in, like, love, share, and subscribe. I always say, please, like, love, share, and subscribe to On The Edge and Janet Wazawati. We'll appreciate it. Leave a comment. We don't know what we don't know and whatever we can do to make your life easier, better, and your life a journey with love, that's what we're here for. Thanks, Janet.
1: Thanks, April. Take care.
0: Bye brains.